Jonathan Matthews, episode 11. Joe Stafford, Chris Matthews, former Seahawks and Raven. Took last week off. A lot of logistics going in the background here. It's Christmas season, Thanksgiving season. We're all moving home. That notice in the background here. I moved on officially back in the parents' attic. With me as always, Chris Matthews. Chris, my guy, what's going on? How was last week? Oh, man, everything was great, bro. I've uh, been, you know, sitting down, having time with my family, just, you know, having a good time out here. That's what Thanksgiving's all about, exactly. Um, so if you guys didn't know, we did miss last week. However, we're recording this today on Tuesday. We, by the time you listen to this on Wednesday, we'll have a double episode release coming for you. Chris sat down with former cornerback Marcus Cromartie of the 49ers Cardinals and a bunch of other teams as well. And also, Jadon Mickens, current Tampa Bay Buccaneer receiver for Tom Brady. Had a tough game last night, Monday night, but still a very cool interview. Chris, how'd that show go? Uh, it went great, man. We, you know, we sat down, we talked about a lot of, uh, a lot of good stuff that's going on in the, uh, in the NFL. Uh, you know, they're, they're both pretty much animated characters, uh, in a, in a sense of its own, but, uh, it was great, man. I'm, I, I can't wait for you guys, uh, to hear it and, uh, you know, give me your, your critiques on it. All right. So serious question. How did you do hosting? Because I'm, I'm genuinely interested. I haven't heard it yet, guys, either, because I haven't, I haven't got the tapes yet. But how did, did you host good. You did good? I did good. Honestly, I felt like I did really good. Like, it wasn't hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been in the camera before. Right. It's not hard just to, you know, just to talk about something, especially that's something I've been doing my whole life. You know what I'm But the only thing I did, I did miss out on a couple of things, but I think my guy Kev got me right. So we're good. There we go. Shout out intern Kev again. Love having you on the, on the, uh, the team here. But actually, funny, funny you mentioned that. You talk about being on the camera before. I was on YouTube the other day, and I was going through a bunch of Seahawks highlights trying to get my, my tape down for Russell Wilson before we go into his game and everything. And uh, I came across a funny video, and it's, uh, it's a video of Jermaine Curse interviewing you in training camp the year after the Super Bowl. It was just so, so funny. You're so young, and it. it's, just, it's just so, so funny to watch. If you guys want to watch it, it's so funny. Kevin put the clip in here right now but it's, yeah, it's a pretty funny interview right there yeah that, that's your guy right there too have, have have him on the show as well we're supposed to have yeah, one absolutely. Uh, a couple weeks ago but it kind of got messed up so anyway uh week 12 in the nfl was a doozy a lot of interesting stuff going on but one sad thing i do want to shout out we had a lot of injuries this year because of covid the bodies weren't ready to be hit as much as they were a lot of torn acls nick bosa uh and unfortunately right now joe burrow my guy Joe Cool going down with the injury. Uh, had the torn ACL, the torn MCL, knee structural damage. Just super sad to see a guy of his talent go down so early in his career. So shouts to Joe Burrow. He already tweeted out five minutes after the injury, I'll be back better than ever. I believe it 100%. I am on Joe Burrow's train, but definitely uh, a, a minor setback for a bigger comeback for Joe Cool. Absolutely, especially after that tweet that he that he sent out. That's what officially put me on the on board of Joe Cool. Uh, I, I'm rocking with somebody who's who whose mindset is right there. Yeah, it's different energy. Like five minutes after you find out your knee is structural damage, you tweet out, "You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go back to on the field." Yeah. That, yeah. That's just different energy right there. Uh, we're getting the games here, though. Week 11, excuse me, not week 12. Week 11's episode. Uh, here we go. The Cardinals and the Seahawks Thursday night football. Great game. Yes, Phenomenal football game right here. Russell Wilson takes it out 28-21 <laughs> and really lucks out, really. And I will say lucks out because Kyler Murray still played his ass off. Um, and he was injured a little bit during the game. He sprained something in his shoulder, I believe, his AC joint. And kind of looked off after that uh, going forward there. So, you know, hopefully he's recovered. Nice. Actually, maybe not. He's playing my Patriots next week. So hopefully he's not recovered by then. But uh, definitely still an impressive performance from both quarterbacks. What do you see from the all-star uh, matchup between Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray? 
Uh, I thought I, I I knew it was gonna be a match that we that we all would want to see. Um, them guys, they were playing their butts off. I'm not. I, I can't. I can't. I can't front. Like they really came out to play. Especially Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, he played. He played a great game out there. Uh, he he was what what was it twenty nine for twenty nine for forty two which isn't great but you know just what he does on his feet uh, and still being able to get the ball out to receivers and still throwing two touchdowns no interceptions um, you know fifteen yards on the ground with his running uh, he's he's a special person you know that's something that that's something that we expect you know from a lot of great uh, a lot of great players and he's starting to show on you know to come in on his own and show that he is one of those greats that they picked up you know first round pick for a reason is what he's basically saying yeah most definitely there's a reason why they moved on from that first round pick from the previous year josh rosen takes this guy number one overall he's an mvp front runner right now and there's a reason why um unfortunately but another front runner with russell wilson on the other side of the ball yeah. part of the reason he lost but just just highlight one thing about Kyler murray's game he had five receivers with at least four receptions five yeah. Yeah. Spread the ball around. That's what you want to see in this offense. You run the ball, read option, set up the pass with the read option, and it worked. Granted, they didn't win the football game, but th that's the kind of efficiency you want to see from Cliff Kingberry's offense here. No, absolutely, and, and especially when you got when you got a a, a, a future Hall of Famer and uh, uh, Larry Fitzgerald catching you know catching eight receptions out there like that just brought me back to the old times of back when he was in the Super Bowl trying to make you know trying to win the whole Super Bowl on his own. Yeah, I can't even remember the last time he got 10 targets. He had 10 targets exactly. Thursday night. That's a long time ago. So kind of a throwback retro performance for Larry Fitzgerald. Wish he got the W. Also, a little bit, a little bit tangent here. How good of a Patriot would Larry Fitzgerald make? Like the, the mindset, everything's the same. Yeah, they, they, they look like the mindset. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald think, is, think, is Bill Belichick personified. Yeah, I think that would have been a great, a great look, to be honest with you. And him and Tom Brady probably would have been – they would have probably won even more championships. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it's fun to have a guy like that on this team. Right, and as, and it's funny because I was thinking about uh, back to that in 2007. They have the super offense, right? Well, mm -hmm. it came out in 2006 that they actually tried to trade for Fitzgerald. Yeah. So I imagine, remember. imagine you have Randy Moss, Larry Fitz, Wes Walker, and the rest of that crew. 2007? Are you kidding me? He's How dominant would that have been? Great, wouldn't be complaining about have, not having no receivers then for sure. Sixty touchdowns at least. Sixty. <laughs> Sixty. Uh, that would have been an unreal lineup here. But back to the game. Back to the game. Um, the one thing that really shocked me and really was impressive to me was Seattle's defense. 21 points against Kyler Murray. That's pretty damn good considering how effective he's been against all no, defense, whether it's run or pass this, uh, this season. The yeah. run defense was there, and it hasn't been there all year. It has not been there. You see Jamal Adams flailing and flopping as soon as uh, any running back gets in the vicinity of him, especially against L.A. Yeah. And now you look at this game, the top rusher, like 29 yards. I think mm -hmm. 29 yards. That's unreal. You hold, you hold uh, Kyler Murray to 15 yards rushing on five attempts. Mm -hmm. That's the best way you can do it. That's the only way you can do it against this offense. So shout out to the Seattle defense. Maybe finally starting to get that going and to show people, hey, this is a championship uh, team on both sides of the football. We haven't, we haven't really seen on the defense yet. Maybe this no. game is the, the start of it. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, I just feel like uh, Seattle, it came out. They were ready to play. They knew, they knew the odds were stacked against them. Uh, they would, you know, they were considered the favors, but the odds were still stacked against them on just, you know, the talent that they have on their side compared to the uh, the Cardinals. So, 
Um, they came out. They were they were ready to play. You know, Russ throws a quick touchdown. I mean, a touchdown to uh, DK Metcalf in the end zone off of a broken play, which is you know something that they uh, practice on religiously. So I, it made sense on why they why he even got that touchdown. Um, but I'll tell you who's the who's the who's the one person who's making everything happen um, is uh, is my, uh, is Hyde uh, hmm. Carlos Hyde. He's the guy who's making things happen for him because, you know, now they're starting to be in it. They're, they're able to get a, a consistent run game instead of, you know, getting one, two yards, you know, which, you know, in all the sense, I'm not downing anybody in the backfield for the, uh, for the Seahawks, but uh, just being able to get those five, five to six yards, um, a carry uh, each present. I mean, each time you get a, you get the ball is an amazing uh, uh, an amazing difference when you're talking about the grand scheme of, you know, getting your, plays off. I was going to bring that up, actually. Carlos had 5.6 yards of carry. 5.6. As long as you have a solid run game behind Russell Wilson, he will do wonders for you. We saw it for three, four years with Marshawn Lynch. And they went to two Super Bowls with a great defense. Maybe we're starting to see the return of that. Who knows? But Russell Wilson's that much better this time. I'll tell you that. I'll I'll tell you that. And I want to give a shout-out to my boy, Brian Williams. Now, he is another – he is a – he's a – he's a – Retired NFL player, you got to look him up. Okay. But uh, we had a we had a conversation back uh, a couple months ago, and he was talking about uh, Pat P. He was talking about how he's the greatest and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I just look. We I watched this game, and you know, all 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 things to aside, he's not looking like the same Pat P that everybody's used to watching. Uh, mm-hmm. He's out there getting mixed up by DK Metcalf and everybody else in company. And it just looks bad. But uh, did you see the juke uh, that Kyler Murray put on uh, Jamal Adams? Disgusting. Oh, my Disgusting. God. Disgusting. It's funny. We talked about this last week, too. It looks like a little toddler running around, like an angry toddler that like yeah. said something bad or something. It's funny, absolutely. but it works. He juked the shoes out of Jamal Adams. That was funny. He absolutely did. That was but funny, though. it wasn't enough to get the win. That's why I'm, I'm happy I picked the Seahawks. Exactly. Well, we didn't really pick anybody this week because we missed I, the last show. I, uh, you did. That's a moral <laughs> victory. That's a moral victory for you, Chris. Uh, but I do want to say one more thing, too. Shout out to guest number two, or th- two, three, maybe three. Tyler Lockett, Stafford and Matthews, guest number three. Nine receptions oh, on nine cool. targets, 67 yards and a touchdown. This dude's nearly uncoverable. Uncoverable. Yeah. It's, it is really is crazy. And obviously the two-headed monster with DK Metcalf, who was bigger, stronger, and faster than every single defensive back. In the NFL. Absolutely. So just that two-headed monster. Russell Wilson has the easiest job in the world throwing these guys. Easiest job in the world. Yeah. Um, n- next game here. That was, that was Thursday night. Here we go. Bengals football team. This was, uh, this was tough. Like I said earlier in the, in, in the show here, Joe Burrow goes down with a brutal ACL, MCL, and other structural damage to his knee uh, towards the third quarter. Super, super sad to see. Obviously, one of the rookie phenoms we've seen coming up. And ends his season officially. Also ends the Bengals' playoff chances, not that they had any in the first place. 20-9, to final score. The Washington football team takes the W. Um, and it's a sad day. It really is. You bring in Ryan Finley to finish the game. You don't really have a chance to win with that guy anyway. They're probably going to finish with a top three draft pick, which I guess might not be the worst thing in the world for them. Oh. You can bring in an offensive lineman like Panice Sewell, who may be able to you know, hold down that line for the next 10 to 12 years, which would be an awesome move for them. Or maybe take a guy, you know, with like, a, like a, an edge guy, maybe a guy to rush the passer. They've had a horrible defense all year. The pass rush has been the number one problem with that. Maybe they can address a lot of different needs. So is this a good thing or a bad thing for the Bengals to finish with a worse record? Uh, I mean, 
if you look at it from the grand scheme of things, uh, it's 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 a good thing. You know, your team is trending in the in the right way, but you you know you're still going to end up getting what top top five top five pick in the league just just off of your record. Um, grand scheme of things, it's a good thing. Uh, Chase Chase Young though, Chase Young looked great out there. Mm-hmm. Like he was out there running around. He reminded me. He reminded me of one of my teammates. He was a uh, he was a real he was a real motor guy, um, pretty big. Uh, DeQuinn Evans. He played for the Bengals for uh, three years. He was a defensive end turned linebacker. He would he had that same kind of motor, but Chase Young is just bigger, younger. You know, he's just a little bit more aggressive. Um, these these are these are intangibles that you know she would only you know pray for as a defensive end, and he has them all and he's showing it you know even even the hit on his own on his own boy his on, on his own boy Burroughs yeah uh, I saw that the goal line that was brutal goal line made him fumble yeah. I was like okay like I thought it was going to be one of those you know those little rookie mistakes where you you know all right I can't really hit my boy like that like no go out there and lay him out <laughs> because your job is on the line just like his job is on the line what he's was- not trying to hold back it was funny because I was going to bring this up before you did. Uh, you see Burrow scramble to the right a little bit. He actually is caught by another uh, Redskins defender at the goal mm-hmm. line, and he can't move. And I'm sure as soon as he turns around and sees Jay Young, he sees the eyes of God staring right back at him because he got whopped, bang, yeah. pop, everything. Lost the ball. I'm surprised he didn't lose his head, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you. It was a brutal, brutal hit. Uh, but uh, I agree. Jay Young looked phenomenal. High motor. I saw him at the Combine last year. Mm-hmm. Got up on the stage for the bench presses. I'm not doing the shit. Walked off the stage. But when I saw him, I was like, this is a large human being. This is a big, big guy. Arms bigger than my thighs. Crazy dude. Great motor. Great aggression. Absolutely. He's going to be a star in the NFL for a very, very long time. Very in my view, at least. For a very long time. Um, but some positives for the Bengals. Tyler Boyd looks to be a low-end number yes. one receiver, which is awesome. That, that's great value for them, especially when you have a guy like T. Higgins who mm-hmm. already has such a rapport with Joe Burrow. He might end up being a low-tier and one receiver as well. You're putting a nice little weapons cache for, for your nice young quarterback punch, there. Punch right there. I can see it. For 100%. sure next year. For sure next year. Uh, mm-hmm. They'll probably get, uh, they'll probably, uh, get uh, A.J. Green out of there. They'll get uh, uh, Ross out of there. Mm-hmm. Probably pick up some extra pieces to help along with, uh, you know, with the team. Um especially at the wide receiver position. But overall, I feel like those would be a great a great one-two punch for him on the field. Yeah, as long as they get a slot guy, maybe a guy that can stretch the field a little bit, they'll be set. They'll be set for a long, long time. So that's exciting, for at least for Bengals fans, for you guys out there. My guy, Andrew Torrey, actually went to high school with him. Huge Bengals yeah. fan. So, so maybe some yeah. positives for, for, for my guy, Andrew. Here. Yeah, they but, just got to uh, replace Carlos Dunlap. That's the only thing. That's true, too. That he, he, was, he was a mainstay of that defense for a long time. So maybe they will address that draft now he's early. doing it for the Seahawks. Exactly. And, and not to, you know, not to toot my own horn a little bit, but I did put up my first five uh, mock draft picks on the Stafford and Matthews Instagram page, and I had them taking uh, Gregory Rosau, the, the edge rusher from Miami. So, I mean, I'm not going to say I told you so, but I might have told you so, Chris. Did you hey, see that on the page? Hey, hey it's a, I'm, I, was, I looked at it. I was like, okay, all right, Joe, I see where you're going. Yeah, how about that graphic design, too? I'm monitoring yeah, it now. Sorry, man. I like it a lot. I, I definitely liked it. Gave you, gave you a little like, doot doot. Do do right there. Here we go. Uh, also, to keep you guys updated, we are putting on a mock draft, or I am putting on a mock draft. On December 1st, it drops the first mock draft, the way too early mock draft, as I like to call it, to give you guys a little bit of a taste of what the NFL is going to be doing when it comes to, to April, when the draft rolls around here. 
again, not going to be as accurate as possible. We don't know the draft order yet. But to get you guys your head, a little, little, little gear spinning in your head, talking about it, thinking about it, because it's one of the most important days in the NFL. It's such a team's future for the next 10 to 12 years. So, a little shot talk. Exactly. Keep it in mind. Read it. We'll do a, I'm sure we'll do a, a couple mock drafts on the show as well. I'm sure Chris will get some uh, done as well. So keep an eye on that. Um, on Washington's side, Alex Smith gets his first win as a starter in over 900 days. That's yeah. pretty cool to see. That is pretty cool. Shout out to my guy, Alex Smith. Absolutely. After a gruesome injury, comes back, gets his first win. So, shout out to Alex Smith. That was cool. Uh, Antonio Gibson, the rookie, is balling out. 16 yeah. carries, 94 yards and a touchdown, 5.9 yards a carry. He's a chain mover. This dude's a chain mover. High motor, similar to Damian Harris in that regard. He just runs hard. He runs the football hard. So, shout out to Antonio Gibson as well. Uh, they, have a, they have a bright future in Washington if they can keep some of these younger pieces like J.D. McKissick, like Antonio Gibson, like Terry McLaurin. Put it in reverse. Terry is killing it out there right now. Absolutely. Crazy. And I was going to say that J.D. McKissick is, a, is, is, another, is another really good back for them. He, yeah. he is a versatile, he's a versatile back. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball. He, he's actually better at catching than he is at running. But still in the same, he's still pretty good at running the ball too. So it's it's a you know they have they have a nice little one two punch back there. Uh, it's 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 looking nice. Like I said, in the grand scheme of things, overall and in, in the years coming, they're bright. The uh, the, uh, the Washington's uh, football team is looking bright right now. Hey, did you hear the rumor? The president came out of the of the team came out and said that um, they want to keep the name long term. There's a lot of quote excitement around the name. Who the hell's excited about this name? Yeah, no one. I, it's like, just who, who? who? Who are you talking about? Team. It's like what? Why? It's so it's so broad. It's like what Washington football team are you talking about? So, I mean, that's like who's excited? Your grandkids? Like who the hell is excited <laughs> about this name? Like, and it's funny because the story that the story goes about the naming stuff that a realtor in the D.C. area trademarked all the potential names so they couldn't pick any of them, which mm-hmm. is funny. Like, I guess you had to take a, an L and not take a year off from naming yeah. the team, yeah. but you're really gonna can even consider keeping this as your name. You're getting clowned by the entire NFL. Like, no one wants to call you. People, can still, people are still calling you the Redskins, including me. I said the Redskins like 12 times in the show already. Like, yeah. what? Pick a name, guys. Pick a name. You don't have an identity. Come hey, on. I'm, I'm going to stay out of that one because it's, it's a little tricky with that name stuff. But Oh, uh, I, don't mean, I don't mean go back to Redskins. I just mean, like, pick a name. Like, pick yeah, a no, name. no, 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 no. I get you. I get you. Probably, I don't know. What's their, what's their bird? I don't know. What's their <laughs> – what's their – Well, D.C., it's like – I guess the national bird would make sense, the Eagles, but you can't name the Eagles. That's your division yeah, rival. Yeah, yeah. So, it's like you got to go with, like, uh, the admirals or, the, or something like – or, like, like government-oriented or something like that. Ooh, the generals. Why the generals. Exactly. We already have a better name. We already have a better name. We already have a better name. We need to go put that in. We need to call it NFL right now. All right, so we're, already, so we're the Jets GM and president, and now we're the marketing team for the, for the Washington football team. Why not? Why not? Everybody we do it all. Everybody we do it else all. has multiple jobs. We can have multiple jobs. And we got a pretty killer podcast, too. Exactly. Pretty killer podcast, too. Next game on the agenda here, the Saints and the Falcons. The three and seven Falcons continue to stink out loud. Stink <laughs> out loud. The Saints, led by Taysom Hill, who's not even a quarterback, by the way. ESPN still has him as a tight end on their fantasy app. Yeah. But two touchdowns on you. Two. Actually, no, was it three? It might have been three. Let me check. No, it was two. It was two. But still, two touchdowns on you. Threw deep on you a couple times. It threw absolute ducks, but you still couldn't cover it. It's like, yeah. like come on, guys. Um, but the Saints continue to, to dominate even without their starting quarterback, Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. But I, I have one question to ask you here, Chris. 
We were all shocked they started Taysom Hill because I was blown away they started Taysom Hill. You have a former pretty like decent starter in Jameis Winston sitting there. You sign him for a reason to be the guy to step in for Drew Brees when he gets injured, just like Teddy Bridgewater did last year. Why the hell would you sign if you're not going to start him? That doesn't make any sense to me. Why, he's just burning a hole in your paycheck. Like, why the hell is he on the sideline right now? Uh, to me, it sounds to to me it just sounds like they, uh, you know, when they brought him in for a workout, he probably went in there and showed up with his hair cut, his arm sleeves cut, so they can see so he can see the muscles in his arms. You know what I'm saying? Just look like the part. He looked good. He didn't show out. He didn't do anything. And they was like, oh, yeah, we can, we, we can use this. We can use this guy. And then, boom, sure enough, they get, in, they get him in the, uh, in the locker room after he's already signed. And then he starts showing himself. He's showing his true colors. And, you know, everybody knows that he plays a lot. You know, he's not really a mature uh, quarter, you know, as mature of a quarterback as, as you would want from an NFL starting quarterback. So, um that's what it just looks like to me. Uh, Taysom Hill, uh, he, he's been out there plenty of times with, with Breeze, so he kind of understands the game already, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just a lot slower for him than it would be for, uh, you know, for Winston. And, he, and I say that because he hasn't played all year. He hasn't played all year, so it's like, why would you even put him in the game if you got somebody who's, who's been in the game, he's been behind the center, he's handed the ball off, and he's thrown the ball. And caught the ball, so it's like you have to put him in. You know, it'll be it would it'll be a no brainer. You know, it's still you still got a little growing pains because he's not the you know he's not your prototypical quarterback who's who who sits there and he goes over the the quarterback uh, plays and and looks and reads during the practice and stuff. Except for this past week, but um, you know, and it showed because he almost threw a pick in the in the red zone, uh, threw a couple a couple other bad balls, but. Overall, I felt like he, he, he did a great job in managing the game and keeping them, uh, keeping them there. Okay, so from my perspective, I kind of agree with the statement saying James isn't a mature guy because he's not. He has his friends training him. He has these stupid workouts all offseason posting him, thinking he's like a cool guy. He's not a cool guy. You look like a moron, dude. Mm-hmm. And obviously you have the, the history with the crab leg situation. You call him Jamie Crab Legs for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I get the immaturity part. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I don't I'm not going against him on that one. I don't hold that against him. College joke, is college. You know, you know, things happen. You're not, at, you're not making money like that. I personally wouldn't have went out trying to steal no crab legs, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't have tried to done that, but you know, I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Joe, like, I know you've been in a common dorm in a common area in the dorm room yeah. and you went in, a, you went in that mic, you went in that, uh, that microwave or you went in that refrigerator and you was like, uh, this ain't got my name on it, but this does look pretty good and I'm hungry. That's not like, what James, I know you've done that. That's not what Jameis did, though. He went to a New Orleans restaurant and just stole crab legs. Yeah, I, okay, see, you, am, you, I, am I going to get arrested for bad. I'm not trying to make it look bad. I was just trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I know, I know, I know, I know. It looks shot. bad. I'd get shot if I did that in New Orleans. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'd get shot. Um, uh, that's funny, though. Uh, but back to the actual point here. I kind of understand what you're saying with Hill being more experienced in the system and all that stuff. I think it's kind of the train you're on right now, which I guess kind of makes sense to an extent. Um, but then answer me this question. Why do you sign him then? Like, what's the, what's the point of signing Jameis Winston? Like I said, like I said, he probably walked in there. He probably walked in that, in that, in that workout, dressed to a T, attitude on check, throw the ball really well, 
was paying attention to what was going on and they were like, okay, we're buying this. We're buying into this. You know, all of this is all a part of the game. Like when you're going out there, it's just like going out there for a job interview. You know, you have to go dress to impress and, and, and not show who you really are uh, in that sense. Not saying that you're not supposed to show who you really are, but you know, a little bit, you're faking it a little bit just to get in, you know, just to get your foot in the door. Okay, so you're saying more about like image, kind of put him in the room instead of his talent. Right. right. Okay, I, I guess I can kind of see that. So, that, all right, that or or it could be a favor. It could be a favor, and I heard a rumor favor. about this during during the week. Actually, I think on Sunday, that mm-hmm. was saying that the Saints' room, the coaching room, and the in in the front office were split, whether or not to start Winston or Hill. So there is a little bit of a contention here in the room, but I guess not anymore, mm-hmm. um, considering they 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 blew up the, the Falcons here, but. I think he'll still on a, sh- a short leash here because you saw some of these throws were ducks. They were not NFL throws. No. And they know, I think, deep down that he is not the solution long-term as their franchise quarterback. I think they know that. I hope they know that because if they don't, they got to look in the mirror and ask, what the hell are you doing as a coach? But, I mean, but, it's, not, it's not like Drew Brees is out here throwing the ball down the field. Yeah, but Drew Brees doesn't throw a duck midway th- for 15 yards. You know what I mean? He throws it on a rope. Taysom yeah. Hill throws it up like he's throwing he'll, like a like, – he'll, th- he'll throw it on a rope for five yards. Yeah, for five yards. Five yards, not, not not going down the field. Taysom Hill threw a ball, threw a bomb down the field to uh, Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, it, it was a duck, but it still it was a duck. That's what I'm trying to say. The Falcons stink out loud. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think Drew Brees has done that. Oh okay, yeah, do that. If if Taysom Hill was playing the Patriots last week, right, instead of the Falcons, you're telling me J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore wouldn't have picked that ball off? No, I don't. You're dude. Come on. No, I don't. Because you're talking about Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is out there running full speed. We're not, we're not, let's not sit here and say that Emmanuel Sanders is not a fast receiver. Emmanuel Sanders is like 45 years old. J.C. Jackson ran like a 4-3. He still has speed, though. That's so does J.C. Jackson, though. So does J.C. Jackson. He has speed, though. That's the only thing. That's what, that's what made that whole play is because he was able to burn down the field, and you've seen him. He tried to the deep. The defender tried to get in his way. He moved him out the way and came back to the ball. That's textbook wide receiver moves. Fair enough. Actually, you know what? Not fair enough. Not not fair <laughs> enough at all. Not fair. Enough. He looked like a more no. The cornerback had no idea where the ball was. He's looking all around and letting Manning push him off like he was a five year old looking for like a candy bar or something. That was so stupid. That was on the cornerback, not on Emmanuel Sanders. It wasn't Emmanuel Sanders' crazy play. It was a cornerback looking like an absolute dungus. All right, that's what it was. But we can agree to disagree. 24-9 is the final score here. Saints take care of business. Falcons continue to, to struggle. Matt Ryan, two interceptions. I said this a few weeks ago. It still stands true. This is his final season in Atlanta. Uh, had a great tenure. Had a Super Bowl uh, appearance. Had a great MVP performance that entire year. But it's, it's pretty much over for him. It's over for him in Atlanta. I think everybody knows it. And obviously, Dan Quinn's out the door already a few weeks ago. Yeah. I think Julio Jones is probably down there as well. So, new era in Atlanta coming next year. Next game here, Steelers and Jaguars, 27-3 is the final score. But I will say, Jacksonville had a lead at one point. They were up 3-0. They were up 3-0. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, here, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they undefeated 10-0. and And they did it in rather unspectacular fashion. They did not blow them out like I, I thought they would. 27-3 sounds like a commanding victory. But if you watch the football game, it was pretty back and forth for, for a good majority, at least the first oh, half. Was. Um, and this kind of concerns me because Jacksonville is a bottom three team in the NFL and Pittsburgh is supposed to be the, the penultimate number one team in the league. This win doesn't make me feel very confident about that position for them. 
it's time for me to ask, are the Pittsburgh Steelers fraudish at number one? Uh, I'm just, I mean, it's back and forth, I right? I can't, I can't, I mean, yeah, they're getting away with a little bit. They're getting away with some stuff because they have a really good defense. Mm. I get it. It happens. Um, the same thing is going on with Baltimore. Baltimore mm-hmm. has a really good oh, defense. Oh, Baltimore frauds, period. Baltimore yeah. frauds, period. But they're not sitting at 10-0 and 0 right now. So, right. um it's to an extent. I w- I don't want to call. I don't want to say it's a fraud. It's a fraud team, but they are showing. They are getting away with uh with a couple games where you're like, ah, oh, they they probably could have lost that game, but you know, because of their defense rallying around and holding people, you know, and holding teams, uh, you know, holding their offense down while they're on the field, it can only help you because. You're talking about you're talking about all you have to do is get the game manage the game, Ben. Like just just manage the game. And he's he's managing the game and still throwing the ball down the field to his uh, to his wide receivers. Like I said before, all of his wide receivers are getting five to six uh five to six targets a game. And when you're talking about you got a guy who is coming into his own skin by himself, uh Claypool. They uh, pull Tron. He he is literally. I think he scored what ten touchdowns in ten games. Something like that. Crazy. Yeah, like I think that. I heard that too. With, yeah, within ten games. I think it was within ten games because he scored four touchdowns in one game. Mm-hmm. So it was within ten games. Uh, you got guys like that, and you got Washington. Uh, Washington out there. Dante Washington. He's out there. He's balling. I really like him. Um, out of all the receivers that's over there, then you know, of course, you still got Juju, who's who's a, a a solid a solid receiver out there for him. Um, but all it is, honestly, bro, is you just gotta you gotta give it up to the defense. The defense is holding it down and is putting the putting the offense in a great position to uh, you know make plays and score. Yeah, you bring up the Steelers receiving core here. Can we get a Steelers scout in New England for once? We just need one receiver. That's all we need. We stink at drafting receivers, but Pittsburgh yeah, pulls them out of their ass every single <laughs> year. Every single year, think about it. Heinz Ward, Antoine Randall, Mike Wallace, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. The list goes on and on and on. It's yeah. crazy. Every it's like every couple of years they bring out a crazy gem in the fourth. Actually, you know Emmanuel Sanders out of the list, fourth, mm-hmm. fifth, sixth round. They draft unbelievable receivers. It's it's insensical. It makes no sense. This should not be happening. But they do it. They do it. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. It makes yeah. no sense to me at all. It doesn't make sense to anybody. It's 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 like uh, statistically impossible. But they they just keep doing it. So I mean, shout out to the, to the scouting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, like scouting. I'm about to say like seriously, and and, and I I'm glad you bring that up because. They have probably, I'd say, three high-end twos to low-end one receivers. Mm-hmm. I'd say about three. Claypool has, like, high receiver one potential, right? Yeah. He's, probably, he's probably high two right now. Deontay Johnson's probably high two. Juju's been kind of falling, but he, I guess he's still low one. And James Washington's probably uh, mid two as well. You have a lot of weapons around you. And you have Eric Ebron on the outs- in the middle of that field at tight end. It's, it's crazy. You have a great run game with James Conner and even Benny Snell who's been balling out as well. Yes, yes. But the one weakness I will, I will grant you is Ben Roethlisberger. I don't know if he has the legs to, first of all, keep an entire season going, have the stamina to continue it week after week after week, especially now with the bye only being for the first seed. If mm-hmm. Pittsburgh drops two or three games in the next uh, six weeks or so, they could be number two and have to play in wildcard weekend. 
that's not good for an old quarterback. So I'm, I'm just saying, who's 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 out there gonna, that's that's on their that's on their roster right now that's going to actually uh, give them their two losses? Because I, I don't know. I, I I look at the schedule. Can you bring up the schedule up real quick? I don't see it. Bring the schedule up. Give me the give me the uh, week by week. I think it's pretty easy actually, but even still, you always have those surprise games. Any given Sunday, you still got to play. Uh, still got to play the uh, the Ravens, which I've already said that's gonna be that's gonna be a far, that's a hard fought game right there. So I could see them. Uh, well, it's about the frost. Them this week, this Thursday. Yeah, so the Ravens play Steelers on Thursday. So that, that could be a loss. I don't think it is, but it could be a loss, right? You turn around, and you got Washington. Okay, that's, Al, that, that's a W. You got the Bills. That's going to be a game right there. We don't know if they if they can uh, uh, if they can win that or not. Uh, but then you got the Bengals, the Colts, mm-hmm. and then the Browns. Well, the Colts is not a bad game either, and the Browns actually played them pretty tough this <laughs> season. I'm just saying, I'm what, the, Chris. Listen to me. You, I'm just are making, you going off of just this week of, of what they no, did? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. What I'm trying to emphasize to you is they could very possibly drop two to three games in that schedule. Is that true or not? Is it possible? Is it feasible? I, I see one game. You, all right, so Buffalo, that could be a loss, right? You agree with no, that? No, I'm not saying that. You don't, you don't think it's possible they lose to Buffalo? Mm-mm. You think it's an automatic win? Not with that defense. Oh, come on, Chris. That's all they have. That's all Buffalo has is the deep. I mean, is that is their offense. Josh Allen, Josh Allen outdrew the best quarterback in the NFL like three weeks ago. And that's fine. That's fine. It wasn't against the best defense in the NFL. All right. I guess we have to disagree there. I think Buffalo can give them a game. I think Baltimore can give them a game. I think that Cleveland can give them a game. I think there's a few games. I think it'll be a game, too, but they're not going to win. I, think, I don't I, think the Buffalo's going to win. I, th- I just think it's feasible that they could drop a couple of games and Kansas City could sneak up there and take the top seat. That's all I'm saying. Probably. And if they one day once they play Kansas City, they might get blown out of the water because Kansas City in the playoffs. Has, yeah, in the playoffs. Are you, do you think? Do you no, think absolutely. the Steelers would? Do you, no, actually, you agree with me? No, absolutely. They're, okay, they're, yeah, I think Kansas City beats them too for sure. Remember when I said that I took the Patriots against Kansas City in the playoffs? I said that like yeah. week two. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of my Patriots. Tough loss on Sunday. Funny story before we get into it, before you roast the shit out of me. Uh, I, I put my first parlay in ever on, uh, on Sunday. First parlay ever. I took uh, Packers money line. I took Patriots uh, minus two and a half. I took Patriots 49 under. And I took, I think I took Pittsburgh's money line too. So it was over. After the one o'clock games, it was over. Um, so fuck you, Bill Belichick. You cost me 25 bucks. Say, you lost every one of them, didn't you? No, I won the uh, Pittsburgh money line. The what? The Pittsburgh money line. Okay. Yeah, I won that part. Um, but you know, I, I'm like a gambling addict now. It's kind of funny. I, I, <laughs> I, made, I made like two bets. I'm already, I'm already addicted. That's funny. Hey, boy, it's addicting. It's, a, it's, a, it's a scary game. I got, I got, I got to stay away from it a little bit. It is addicting. I feel like it'd be a bad influence on me on that. <laughs> Not me. I keep my money right there in my pocket. It I'll be on Cali. We'll be at a bar. You'll be like, put this part yeah. in, Joe. Put it in right now. I got inside information right over here. Yeah. Not me. I, not right. me. I'll give you a straight up gentleman's bet. That's about it. Fair enough. Yeah, speaking of which, if you guys didn't see this in the background, I got my jersey collection in the background here. See this nice little red one right here? That's my Terrell Owens jersey. I have to wear that at Thanksgiving because of Chris. Get ready. My family's going to hate that. They're going <laughs> to hate that. Oh, my God. All right, back to the game here. Uh, New England falls to Houston 27-20. to They moved to 4-6 and six in the season. Houston moves to 3-7. and seven. 
Um, in the first drive watching the game, you would think, holy shit, the Patriots are going to knock them off in a spectacular fashion. They make them punt the first drive of the game. They march down the field with Damian Harris capping it off with a touchdown. It's 7 nothing. you think, right off the bat, wow. That's a commanding, commanding first couple of drives. We're seeing the rebirth of the Patriots. We're starting to see them make this, this run we're talking about. The path to the playoffs is starting to open, right? And then it starts to get out of hand very, very quickly. Deshaun Watson was spectacular. 26 of 40, 365 yards and a touchdown. Oh, that, no, that's actually that's, that's Cam Newton, my bad. Oh, yikes. Uh, he had a good game, though, too. He had a pretty good game, too. Uh, 26 of 40. That's a great game, man. That's a great game. Hey, give me a break. Deshaun Watson, <laughs> give me, Deshaun Watson, 28-37, I should say, 344 yards and two touchdowns. Also was the leading rusher in the day, 36 yards and touchdown on the ground. This dude was phenomenal. He, just, he dominated every facet of our defense. He ran the ball effectively against us. He passed the ball effectively against us. We tried zone. We got eaten alive. We tried man. We got eaten alive even more. Yeah. It was not in the cards for New England to win this football game uh, on Sunday here. And Deshaun Watson is the main reason why. Chris, I I know I'm going to have to ask you, so what did you think of the game? (laughs) Yeah, man, uh, I thought it was a great game. I thought it was a great game. The Patriots, I mean, they're showing that they're the the Patriots. They have some – they had had a receiver out there that I didn't know of that was out there balling. Uh, What was his bird? The mere bird. 132? Mm-hmm. And a touchdown off of seven receptions, man had an amazing game out there. Like these guys, these guys that you don't know of, but you know, Bill Belichick, he finds you know he finds these gems out there. You talking about you need a receiver there? You there go one right there. He might be shorter than everybody else on the field, but you have such backhanded compliments. It's not even funny. <laughs> but you know, these are these you know that's 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 things that you would see. Um, but you mean I'm I'm looking at Cam and I'm like, come on, Cam, like let's let's get something going around here. Let's let's do something. You know, they try this little this little this little trick play where he's supposed to throw the ball deep to Bird because he's because Bert was wide open and he ends up throwing it underneath to Myers. And I'm like, all right, there go there go one where you could have you know you could have easily had a touchdown. You know what I'm saying? But this is a lot of checkdowns. It looked like he's trying to play Tom Brady's game, and honestly. I think that's that's what it looks like. It looks like uh, 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 Cam is trying to play Tom Brady's game, and Tom Brady's trying to play Cam's game out there in Tampa. Like it's just not working for him. Cam is dumping the ball down the field when he needs to throw the ball down the field. Tom Brady's throwing the ball down the field when he needs to throw the ball underneath. Like these are things that I'm noticing, uh, you know, from this team. And you know, uh, when you got a quarterback, and listen. The 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 uh, these guys out here, this defense is nothing to play with. But when you got a quarterback running you over for a whole touchdown, that says a lot. That says a lot that uh, you're not out there trying to hit nobody. Like it, it seems like you're just out there just just to be out there, or you're or you might just be looking for picks. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a defensive person, but that's what it looked like to me. It just looked like they wasn't there and they wasn't ready to play because. The dude ran him over, like, and he was three yards out of the end zone. Like, it looked like he was going to be down on the three. He runs him over, tricks him, plays, you know, plays mind game with him. I don't know what it was, but that's exactly what he did. And then, you know, Cam is out here getting hit left and right. Sometimes I don't even think he's even looking at people right in front of his face because there was one time when a dude 
came down on the edge, blitz, and he was right there in his face. He just, he just well, let him go. Well, I think the one thing that Houston surprised us with was these secondary blitzes. These corners and safeties were coming off the edge, flying off the edge like daredevils over here, yeah. and just hitting them from behind, hit from the side, from the front, everywhere. But the thing is, is that they've been, they were doing it the whole game from yeah. start to, to the end. Mm-hmm. So that just tells, that, that tells me two things. Either, either Cam is just not paying attention to uh, the the uh, not paying attention to these guys, or they didn't have any second half uh, changes coming from the coaches. And I don't believe that because you're talking about Bill Belichick. I think it's neither. Okay, well, so well, what are you thinking? Uh, I know for a fact it's because our receivers stink. That's why he's no one to pass to. No one's getting open for him. No one's getting open. Six for one thirty-four and a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Half those yards are on the on the one play through downfield. Six for one thirty-four and a touchdown off of seven targets. Yeah, like that's one. That's one player. That's one player because he was only one of. I mean, he, uh, exactly. No, okay. finish, finish. What are you going to so, say? Finish. So what are going to say? What were you going to say, Chris? What were you going to say? So listen, bro. Because he's going to get open. That's why. It's ex- exactly, that exactly. It's not the receivers because you can't put that it on the It is the receivers. Team. It happened last year with Brady. That's why Brady left. I understand that it's coming from the, co- from, the, from the coach's mouth. It's coming from their play sheet. You have to understand that going underneath all the time is just not going to work, especially with a quarterback like Cam. It's just not going to work. But Well, Cam can't throw the ball downfield. Down He's looking down the field and trying to dump off him short when everybody knows that you're trying to throw short. Well, the thing is, Cam, Cam's mechanics are so messed up right now. I don't know what it is. I know he had to rub it up in his shoulder a little bit. They had to have surgery on it a couple times the last few years. And that may be the reason why. His mechanics are so off. It's not even funny. That's why he's throwing the ball in the dirt five times a game and throwing deflections to 6'2 defensive ends. This should not be happening to a guy who's 6'5". He's releasing down here. He's literally releasing down here instead of up here. That's the reason why. His mechanics are so off. I don't think Belichick knows how to fix it. You bring up the fact that maybe his receivers are getting open. He's maybe not you know, finding them in the right places. That's mm-hmm. not true. Because that's the reason Tom Brady left because he had no receiving help at all. Mm-hmm. They're dropping Nikhil Harry in front of DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and A.J. Brown. They don't know how to get talent at the wide receiver position. They don't have any talent there. We have the bottom two receiving core in the league, and it's not two. We are horrible. We, have, we, don't, we, don't, we can't do it. We have bad receivers. Plain and simple. Jacoby Myers is our best receiver right now, and he's a low-end four on a championship team. Yeah. That's what it is. That's the reality of what's happening right now. So until you hit the offseason, until you draft a receiver in the first two rounds, until you throw some actual money in the free agency market, you won't see results. And now okay. Belichick is getting the harsh treatment he should have been getting with Brady and the realization that's coming to him is I actually have to try to get skill position players for my quarterback because I don't have Tom Brady anymore. That's all what's I'm happening. Is, that's what's happening. All I'm saying is, Joe, is I would never talk bad about my team as bad as you do. Oh, stop it. I would never do that. <laughs> you just ran down the whole list of why your team is bad, but you're still going to root for them, aren't you? Was I right or no? You're right. You're exactly. right. I'm just saying, I would, I would never, I would never talk down. About, I mean, talk bad about my team. 
but Chris, you, you know, did it for me. So I appreciate you for doing you're my welcome. job in that. You're part welcome. You're, you're welcome. Uh, that was a good rant. That was a good rant, though. <laughs> I'm all for the people. That was a good rant. I'm sure they liked it too. Um, but anyway, yeah, tough loss. No, way, no other way to slice and dice it. This <laughs> this severely lowers their playoff chances, but absolutely kind of helps me a little bit because uh, on a couple podcasts before the year started. I said they go 10 and 6, 9 and 7 around that range. They're still poised to do that. Their schedule isn't that hard coming up. Yeah, you play the Rams one week, um, which is a tough game. You have Arizona, but you have a but you have Kyler Murray banged up. You play the Jets again, that's a win. Play the Dolphins, maybe probably a win. Uh the Bills get the yeah. Dolphins? Yeah, they had they had to bring Fitz, 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 uh, whatever his name is, Fitzpatrick in. Tua got hurt. Tua, it literally came out, he didn't like get hurt. It was, like a, it was like a little, it was probably just a bruise. Dude, and they Google, just didn't dude, Google it. He did not get hurt. It came out. Flores literally said he did not get hurt. It was, it was he, they, he said, and I quote, Fitzpatrick gave us the best chance to win. If was, that's still the case. I watched a video after, I watched an interview after the game, and he said, no, it's going, Tua is going right back in. No, I understand he's starting again, but what I'm saying is they took him out for a reason that wasn't injury-related. That's really? what I'm trying to say. Yes, I, I swear to God, on my mother's grave, I swear to God, that's what, that's what he said. So if that's still the case, and we have Bill Belichick's track record against Miami Dolphins, not Miami Dolphins, just rookie quarterbacks in general, they are horrible against Bill Belichick. He knows how to scheme against them. He does. So I'm so confident in that we still beat the shove in week one. Granted, they were, st- they were not the team they are now. Yeah, exactly. But still, no. but still Denver beat them. Denver the Broncos. I told, you, I told you. I told you this before. Denver is a scrappy team. You keep it. In, you keep the game in. You keep the game within arms' reach of them. They're gonna go out and. Rain. Well, if if Denver had had been healthier at the start, if they had Cortland Sutton still in the lineup, if they had had you know Philip Lindsay, you know healthy throughout the entire season, they had Melvin Gordon to get a DUI. If there was more continuity in that team. I think you're right. I think they're a, a major player in the AFC. So I'd have to agree with you there. But this season is a bust for them. It's a wash. They're getting they're get, they're getting uh, moral victories with these Ws, but they're not making a playoff run or anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I guess it's still good for their their fan base and everything to see some progress on that team. They were pretty yes. bad after after Peyton left. So. I guess shout out to the, uh, to the um, what's their face? The Denver Broncos. All right, next game on the schedule here, the Eagles and the Browns. This was just a horrible game to watch. This was so bad. Turnout for turnover here. And the main culprit's Carson Wentz. One question or one question only. Is it time for Jalen Hurts or no? It has been time for Jalen Hurts. I've quote been, it. I've Kevin, been, quote I've it. Been, quote it. It's been time for Jalen Hurts. Been time. I, I, one, of, one, of my, one of my close friends. Uh, shout out to Golden. Um, he was saying the same thing. He was like, "I would want to see, I want to see uh, Jalen Hurts." And they should have probably put been put him out there just like they just like they did to Tua. Um, but I had to, you know, I had to remind him. I was like, "But you have to remember now, like uh, Hurts lost his starting position to Tua, so there has to be something going on in that sense of the, uh, in, in the, in the back of his mind of like, what's, why is he, why isn't he really playing? But overall, I think, you know, I think he does need to, he does need a chance to play uh, a little bit more, but I don't think he should start. And this okay. is the reason why I don't think he should start. I don't think Carson Wentz is playing bad. Hmm. I think the offensive line <laughs> is making him look bad. It's horrible. It's, it's so bad. Ridiculous. Carson Wentz holds the ball a tick too long. Correct. You're right. But 
if you look at it, especially if you look at this game, if you look at this game right here, you should really see. It, it should have been painfully wide open for you to see that it was not Carson Wentz's fault in this game. First pick, he tries to get the ball down the field. He doesn't see anybody. He does what a quarterback is supposed to do. Go down to your check down. It's right there to your left. Get it over, get it over, get it over, uh, lob it over and let him catch it and run, you know, get him an extra two, three yards, whatever. Mm-hmm. He gets hit from behind. It's not like he has eyes behind his head. He gets hit from behind because his left, his, his right tackle let the guy run right past him, and he gets blasted, and the ball pops up in the air, and then you got the Browns picking up the ball and taking it, uh, taking it back for a touchdown, right? It's not his fault. Then you're talking about another one. Now, Alshon Jeffries, uh, let's, let's, just, let's just say this. Alshon Jeffries is not the same person that he was before these injuries. Um, I, think, I think these injuries is playing a big part on why he is not looking the way he used to look. And it's looking bad, and it looks bad. I'm not going to say it's looking bad for him because he could probably get get back this offseason and get back to, uh, to to playing for him. But right now, it's not looking good for him. So he comes off the line. It was a, a terrible release off the line. I'm not going to lie. It was a terrible release off the line. It was a terrible release uh, into his route. At the top of the at the top of the route. Granted, the DB is holding. We all know as receivers, especially in NFL, DBs are going to hold. So we have to find a way to get them off of us. Right. So now that we know that, why are you not using that to your to your advantage? You're a big guy. You're on the red. You're 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 in the red zone. You're on like the the route was like what five ten yards it was it looked like it should have been a a corner route that was like ten to fifteen yards to get him in the back of the end zone for him to catch a touchdown and jump over the guy and catch a touchdown but instead he cuts it short tries to cut underneath him throw him by he kind of throws him by but then you know what I'm saying he's still weak he stumbles out Carson Wentz is trying to give him a chance to catch the ball. He lobs it up there just to give him a chance. Like, all right, even if he stumbles, he can catch his feet and turn around, catch the ball, jump, and we can still get at least five yards off of this play. No, the dude falls down, and then the ball just gets lobs and falls right into the hands of, of the Browns, and they take that one. So it's I'm looking at these plays, and I'm like, it's, it can't be. Because I was looking at at first, just looking at it first shot, First strike, straight off the game. You're like, all right, Carson Wentz playing bad. Get him out of there. Then when you look at it again, I got my iPad. I'm looking at the little. I'm looking at the film of the whole game, and I'm like, it's really not Carson Wentz right now. Like, it's really his offensive line is making him look bad. And I, I feel bad for Carson because sometimes you get a glimpse of that, of that, of that pluck, uh, MVP form that he was trying to get to. But then it goes automatic. It, it goes right back down because of the play of the offensive line. Can't nothing get done except I mean until the front the front line is being taken care of. Wow, that was a long, long, long rant, and I think I agree with you on every single aspect of it. Offensive yeah. line is horrible. It's horrendous. It needs to be fixed. It won't be fixed because Philadelphia is incapable of actually addressing any of their needs. But I think you're right on everything that you said here. On Cleveland side of the ball, though, the best running back stable in the league. Yeah. Nick Chubb holding down my fantasy team, by the way. 
holding Mark, it down, shit. holding it down. Holy he, God. I lost. I lost this week, but. I won by good. six points. And this is the craziest part. Ronald Jones was on the other guy's team. Mm-hmm. I'm up at this point, I think, seven points. Mm-hmm. If this dude scores a touchdown and runs for more than 10 yards, I'm screwed. And yeah. I lucked out so hard. <laughs> he texted me uh, today. He was like, are you fucking kidding me? He was like, I was pissed. He was like talking shit in the chat. I'm like, you know what? Check the scoreboard. That's all I told him. I said, check the scoreboard. That's all, so, I, that's yeah. all I had to say about it. I lucked out. You know what? I did. But you know what? So W. I'm tied for first right now. 200 bucks mm-hmm. coming my way. Come my way. We are in the same boat, bro. I'm tied for first as well. I had an eight-game eight win streak. And, of course, of course, all the games that I lose, I lose to my brother, who had said a week before, if, 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 if anything happens in this world, the only thing I do know that I can control is beating you. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Just last week, he only had 96 points. Then he turns around. He beats me. He gets 150 points, bro. 150 points. I'm like, I only got 110. He had 150. I'm like, how in the hell is this possible? I haven't even talked to him. I don't even want to call him. I don't want to text him. I don't want to hear nothing come out of his mouth because, you know, he watches, he listens to our podcast on our way to work. And so I know when he, when he hears this, he's going he's gonna to call me and be like, hey, man, I told you. Like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah, I don't want to hear it, bro. Like, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to come up with something. And, and my brother, he's a, he's a cocky person. You know, he likes to talk shit. He thinks that he's <laughs> sounds familiar. Like it's just it's just crazy how he is and runs in the family. No, no, no. <laughs> you meet you meet my brother. I'm telling you, you're gonna see it's clearly night and day between us two. All right, all right. I guess I have to see uh, so, uh later down the road here. All right. Well, finish this off. Cleveland won again. Somehow they're seven and three. They're not a seven and three football team by any stretch of the imagination, but they take down one of the NFC least teams, Philadelphia Eagles. Next game, the Lions and the Panthers. Literally nothing to talk about in this game. 20 nothing is the final score. I guess the one storyline that's kind of cool, P.J. Walker gets his first NFL victory, XFL MVP, got cut like 12 times by the Colts. Uh, So kind of a cool story there. Shout out to P.J. Walker. Definitely a big fan over here, Stafford and Matthews. Um, But besides that, like – Nothing to write home about. Nothing important happened in this game. Both teams are not making a playoff push. It just it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, especially DJ. I mean, uh, uh, Swift. He was hurt. I really wasn't even trying to watch it after that. I mean, I know Adrian Peterson was out there. He got the start, <clears throat> but I kind of wanted to see Swift and see what he was going to do against his defense, and it didn't happen. So. Definitely, definitely. Uh, next game on the agenda here, the Titans and the Ravens. In a crazy, crazy uh, before-the-game, pregame thing happened, Malcolm Butler and the, pretty much the entire Titans defense uh, is standing on the Ravens' uh, midfield on the logo. Then they leave, but then Malcolm Butler comes back with A.J. Brown and starts jarring to John Harbaugh, who then comes to midfield. And they're about to fight at some point. Like I, It's just a weird, weird storyline happened. And then Rabel and Harbaugh start yapping at it. And I guess it's like I guess it's emotions running high from last year's playoff game or something like that. But just a wacky pregame thing. What'd you make of that? Right. Harbs is like that. I like I knew I knew exactly where his mindset was when I seen him approach uh, approach them guys at the middle of the field. I'm like, he he ain't gonna swing, but he gonna give you a piece of his mind. And that's the only thing that I wish we could have heard was what he was actually saying 
to them guys because Harv's got a mouth on him. I, I know because I was with him for three years and it just goes and it cuts through you like a Swiss army knife. Like it's sharp, it hurts. You like, hold on, I really got it. I really need to, you know what I'm saying? I really want to fuck this dude up. You know, that's the, that's the kind of mindset you get when he's talking. So I can only imagine what he was saying out there but you know it's all you know it's it's all a ploy to get get your team riled up, try to get this win out here. Definitely. Um, when it comes to the actual game itself, final score I believe was 30, uh, 30 to twenty four. Uh, Titans moved to seven and three. Ravens moved to six and four. Uh, Ravens are frauds. Like I've said it there multiple times on this podcast, they're frauds. I don't believe in them. Titans are a different story because they have a guy named Derrick Henry. King Henry caps off the game again with a crazy overtime rushing touchdown. He's like a dump truck going down a residential area. You can't stop. He's going 45 miles an hour. Just crazy, crazy stuff. And he caps it off with an overtime touchdown run. Mm-hmm. Can anyone stop this guy? No. Nobody no. can. I mean, you have, to, you have to put hats on him. That's the only thing that I didn't understand about this game is, you know, he's still got 100 yards. Like, you've seen by your arch rivals, the Pittsburgh Steelers put hats on the ball. Mm-hmm. They put hats on the ball, and then you turn around and you come in and you don't you don't stop them. Like that's the that 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 was the only thing that I didn't understand about this Ravens game was why the defense, as good as they are, and as many as many as much talent as they have, and uh, as much money as they put in on this defense, that they would try to make sure that this guy doesn't run all over him, and it happened anyway. Like they don't hide it. That's the thing. The, 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 the Titans don't hide it. They show you, we're going to run this ball, and then they still get it done. That's, well, the thing that's is, big, well, that's, well, the thing I look back, I think the prime example is this, the Patriots and Titans game, divisional round, uh, last year. I'm at the game, Tom Brady's final game at Gillette Stadium. Um, but the one thing I remember is, we all knew the week coming up, that no one was scared of Ryan Tannehill. No one. No one knew England was scared of Ryan Tannehill at all. I don't care if you're a radio host or a casual fan. No one was scared of this guy. Right. And we knew the game plan going in was to do basically engage eight, run everyone at, at, in the backfield, maybe three guys back to play deep, and that's it. That's mm-hmm. literally, that was the game plan. And that's exactly what they did. But it didn't matter. Because Derrick Henry is a grown-ass man and will run through a motherfucker's face. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. That's what happened, and that's what's continuing to happen. That's what has happened for the past year and a half, and it will continue to happen until the day Derrick Henry dies because this dude is a scary, scary guy, and no one can tackle him to the field one-on-one. No one. No one. No one. It's scary. I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't fight that. I can't fight that at all because he's proven it time and time over and over again. And now that the now that the season is changing and it's starting to get colder, it's only going to get even worse. For exactly. This is this is the time where he really flourishes and he ends up with like two hundred yard games. Mm-hmm. So, what I really want to see in the playoffs it's Pittsburgh and Tennessee, because I want to see Pittsburgh's defense go try to tackle Derrick Henry in this cold, raw weather. Yeah, no, that's God. not. Gonna- I think I think I think if they was to see each other in the playoffs, it would definitely I, I would definitely lean more towards the Titans. It's still a dream matchup though, just to see that yeah. that that play out. It's an awesome yeah. matchup to see. I still take Pittsburgh though, believe it or not. I still take Pittsburgh. Yeah, just because the defense, I just think they shut down Ryan Tannehill. I think they contained Derrick Henry enough to the point where they and I don't really trust the Titans defense. I just don't have a lot of faith there, especially in the secondary. Uh, I think Malcolm Butler's ridiculously overrated. 
Um, so yeah, I just think they probably take the, the W there. Maybe maybe a close W, but I think a W nonetheless. But, but, but you got to think about this. You got to think about this. It, it, it depends, on, and it really depends on where they play at. So if they're playing in Pittsburgh, hmm. Pittsburgh is probably going to snow there. Yep. So probably. you're talking about you're talking about a snow game. Who's really catching the ball out there for them like that? Uh, the only person that I could really see to catch the ball consistently on a consistent basis is Juju because he's been there. He knows what it feels like. And well, how Chase Claypool's from Canada. Yeah, he's from Canada. I, I, I get that, but he's more acclimated into American football and not playing in, in these cold weather games well, he like played at, He played at Notre Dame. That's pretty damn cold. That's the Midwest cold. They don't have snow games. They didn't have they don't snow, have snow but it's pretty damn cold. So unless he's like not used to playing with rain. No, snow is, is a combination of cold, water, and ice. Fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I, mean I guess we have to wait and see on that. Three different elements that you're not used to. You, 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 you probably be used to one, maybe two. But right. all three of those put together is, is, looking, is looking difficult. That's all I'm saying. I just feel like Juju would probably be the only receiver out there that would probably have the best chance of catching the ball. And I honestly don't see Connor doing anything out there because he's just not looking good to me right now. Have you ever played in a snow game? Yeah. How'd you do? I did good. I actually did good. It was cold as hell. Because like, you're a Cali boy, so I feel like you're not I used just, to the snow either. Yeah, I just I despise the cold, and somehow, some way, I've always ended up I've always I've always ended up on teams that were cold, <laughs> and have or or there would be a team. It was just you know just a warm just a warm weather just a warm weather uh, uh, teams didn't really want me, which didn't make sense to me because I'm like like you said I'm a Cali guy, so I, it probably would have worked way better for. Should have gone to Miami. That's what I was I was trying actually. You know what? When I got released, when I got released from the uh, from the Seahawks, my initial pick to uh, to uh, the next team that I uh, initially wanted to go to was Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. and that was when they had Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans was still was like just coming on. It was it was mm-hmm. still early for him, and my initial pick was Tampa Bay. I was like, I'm going straight there. No, you know, you don't have to worry about state taxes. Right. You know what I'm saying, and they like tall guys. I'm going out there. And then, of course, Baltimore came in the mix. They offered more money, and I'm like, "Oh, well, hold up. Follow the money. We got to follow, follow the money. <laughs> follow the money. I love that. Uh, but next game here, we, we're going on tangents today, Chris. We're going all <laughs> over the place. Um, that's funny. But next game, the winless Jets stay winless, 34-28. Justin Herbert gets his, I think, second win as a pro, something yeah. like that. Anyway, Herbert was spectacular again, 37-49, 366 yards and three touchdowns. Herbert has now uh, set a rookie record, most three-touchdown performances in NFL history for a rookie. That's pretty impressive. He's yeah. running with Rookie of the Year now, now especially with Burrow going down with an ACL injury here. But he is just showing dominant performance after dominant performances. And Keenan Allen is, is, is reaping those benefits. 16 receptions for Keenan Allen. Oh, my God. This is a yeah. deadly, deadly combo. We'll be deadly combo for the next, I think, five, six years. As soon as Keenan Allen retires, might change a little bit. But still, a deadly combo for at least the foreseeable future. But the weird thing is, as good as Herbert's been, and I'm not saying it's his fault, he's lost a lot of close games and almost let the Jets come back in this game. No, Joe no, I- Flacco almost led this team back. They only lost by a touch, actually less than a touchdown. They, they lost by six points. Yeah, that's, that's a very winnable game for the winless Jets. So what do you think the issue is with the Chargers specifically 
about not being able to close out games. I, I, I just think that it's not, it's, it's not enough time for them. They don't have enough uh, – I can't even say that, man, because they got, they got all week to prepare for these games. I don't – I think it's just a mixture of um, – but overall, I just think that um, you just give these dudes chance, I mean, some time, you know, a couple of years from now. They'll, 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 they'll be in a playoff race for sure. 100%. 100%. Uh, I'm with you there. But, but still, a little bit concerning. Just, just a little yeah, bit concerning. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. But like I said, it's injuries. COVID happened. You know, nobody's really getting time to, to really get in sync. So it's hard. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But your, your guy, Joe Flacco, granted, still had a great game. Two touchdowns, 205 yards, 15 to 30. Threw a pick that kind of cost him the game. Old man Frank Gore had 61 yards on the ground, 4.1 yards of carry. Can we get this guy a win? Just we, he he deserves a win. Like he, he don't. It sounds like he coming back. <laughs> we, need, we, need, we need like a Rudy performance or something. We need yeah. something for Frank Gore. Because yeah. this Jets team is sorry. Real quick though, uh, you said that he's running. You said Justin Herbert's running away with the uh, with rookie of the year. Do you yeah. really? He's running away, or or does or does uh, Justin Jefferson have a good shot? Oh, in a quarterback bias league, Herbert has it by a long shot. I don't think it'll be close either. It's hard, man. All right. Well, the thing is, if you look at any award ever, when yeah. it comes to MVP and Rookie of the Year, historically, it's always quarterbacks. It's always quarterbacks because they have a bias seat towards quarterbacks. That's true. That's, That's true. just how it works. Justin Jefferson is playing, though. Right. I'm not trying to discredit him at all. I love Justin Jefferson. You're, you're, you're two. You're two. What are they? What, what, what are they? Two and two and seven right now. They're three, three and, and seven. seven. Yeah. Three and seven. That's hard. That's hard. And Justin Jefferson is on the. Is on a good team, so Justin Jefferson just lost to Andy Dalton. They did, but that's not his fault. Oh, I, oh his I, fault. no, we we just, we, we just save this talk because I'm gonna roast the <laughs> fuck out of my friend. Oh my god, I let it happen on this. Uh, we'll, we'll move on that for a second here. All right, Broncos Dolphins, uh, 2013 final score. Denver gets a win. They are now three and zero against the AFC East. One and six against every other team. But 3-0 against the AFC East. Kind of a weird division to be 3-0 against, considering how Absolutely. much talent is in that division. Absolutely. But just a quick look at the stats here. Drew Locke, 18-30, 270 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. He had a bad game. Yeah. Plain and simple, had a bad game. Melvin Gordon, however, 84 yards, 5.6 yards to carry and a couple touchdowns. And his buddy, Philip Lindsay, 82 yards on 16 carries, 5.1 yards to carry. The run game has been the staple of this offense so far. Drew Locke has not been able to get in a rhythm because his, his weapons outside, like Cortland Sutton, yeah. like uh, Jerry Judy, like KJ Hamler, have had their, their problems getting healthy and staying healthy. But as of right now, the run game is the staple of this offense. They are moving the chains forward, and they're getting important moral victories against teams like Miami – who were on a hot, 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 burning hot streak. Two weeks ago, had to be taken out of the game. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick was put in for a reason, and they still lost the game. Although, Fitz did leave him down the field with about like a minute left in the game and almost won the Absolutely. game. Threw a pick, but almost won the game. So, I mean, Fitzpatrick is unbelievable. I was talking to my buddy the other day. I like him. I like him a lot. And I was talking to my buddy the other day, and he was like, so if Cam leaves – would you sign Fitzpatrick? I'm like, absolutely I would. Are you kidding me? It's <laughs> in a pass uniform. Sign me up right now. I got the beard. We got the Harvard background. I love it. Bring him back to Boston. I love that idea. I love that idea. But any thoughts on the Broncos-Dolphins game? Uh, no, not really. Uh, it was, it was, it was a, you know, it was, it was a little, it was a messy game. I didn't really, I didn't really pay too much attention to it, to be honest with you. But 
Um, I caught I caught a couple clips of you know Philip Lindsay running down the field and you know doing what he does. But overall, it was just a it was just an iffy game. I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Definitely. All right, <laughs> here we go. Oh, I'm gonna let him have it. All right, Cowboys Vikings. Final score: thirty-one twenty-eight. The Andy Dalton-led Cowboys beat the Minnesota Vikings. First of all, frauds. Minnesota Vikings are frauds. We need we need, we need, we need a fraud alert button. That'd be awesome. Like a, little, <laughs> like a little sound effect. Fraud alert. Kevin, get on that. Fraud alert. Literally, hitting the button right now. Fraud alert. The Vikings are frauds. But I'm in New Hampshire this weekend, upstate New Hampshire in the White Mountains with four of my best friends or three of my best friends from, from high school. We're just up there. We're having a good time. We're just partying a little bit. We're watching the football game on Sunday. Put a few, few parlays in. And uh, we're watching this game. I've told you about, uh, about Spencer before. Huge Vikings guy, mm-hmm. but not Vikings specifically. Kirk Cousins loves mm-hmm. the guy. Addicted mm-hmm. to liking game managers for no reason. Just loves game managers, but loves Kirk Cousins specifically. Mm-hmm. We're watching this game. I told him at the beginning of the game, I said, Kirk's going to blow this somehow. He's like, no, he's not. It's Andy Dalton, the Cowboys. I'm like, I'm telling you right now, he will find a way to fuck this up. And he said, there's not a shot. I'm like, all right, bet. Right to the end of the game here. And Kirk Cousins misses the fourth and uh, whatever, three throw. I'm yeah. like, I look over him. I just give him a look. And he, he, <laughs> he refused to look at me. Refuses to look at me. And I said, uh, tick, 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 Spence. Andy Dalton's coming for your uh, UW here. Doesn't respond again. Andy Dalton goes on the field, scores. And they're up. And then Kirk Cousins again fails to win a game in, in, in prime time. He just is so – he shrinks in the spotlight. He has no clutch factor and is the corniest white guy in the NFL. Have you ever heard him talk? It's so funny. It's like, dang, dang, damn it, son of a frick, son of a nutcracker. It's just funny. Like, it's like Philip Rivers asked a little yeah, bit, but less angry. Like Philip Rivers. A, a little bit, yeah, but he's more corny. Like, he wears Tommy Bahama. <laughs> or he wears Tommy Bahama. That's exactly what he wears. That, that, that's Kirk Cousins. He's Tommy Bahama personified. Uh, but, yeah, Kirk Cousins stinks out loud. Spencer tried to tell you earlier, won't listen to me. Game manager at best does not deserve any of the money he's being paid. $30 million a year. Are you kidding me? I could be better than that for $30 million a year. Uh, but yeah, Andy Dalton, Andy freaking Dalton, the red rifle beats the quote unquote cream of the crop in the NFC North. Give me a break. Frauds, 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 frauds. What are your thoughts on the game? But I mean, it wasn't like it was like a terrible game. Like it was, what was it? 31 to 28. Like that's, that's actually a pretty good game. No defense, but a pretty good game. Nonetheless. I mean, fair enough. It was a good game, but it was just funny the way it ended, just for, just for yeah, my absolutely. six specifically. Absolutely. Just funny the way it ended. I don't I, I Yeah, you're right. I don't understand how you got uh, any of that money. Well, I kind of do, but that's for another show. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. Then. There we go. Uh, <laughs> next game, which was probably the best game of the weekend, in my opinion. The Packers and the Colts. Actually, no, I'll take that back. But one of the best games of the, of the weekend. Games, yeah. Packers, Colts. Both 7-3 now because the Colts W against Aaron Rodgers, 34-31. to 31. Rodrigo Blankenship, the hot rod himself, game-winning field goal at the end of the game to seal the deal here. And Phillip Rivers, who I've torn down all season, and I, for good reason, for good reason, you can't knock me there, had a great game. 24-36, 288 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, almost cost him the game. Actually, it was, there was a, there was, if you guys watched the game here, he technically – Fumbled the ball, yeah. and they ran it back for a touchdown. They called it incomplete. It was a tuck rule-esque situation. That was a fumble. Yeah. Packers should have won this That's game. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's I thought, thought it was too. a fumble for sure. That's what I thought, too. But you know what? <laughs> the, 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 the cookie crumbles a certain way, and you have to deal with it here. Rivers had a phenomenal game. He's a know, fan. And Jonathan Taylor, 
we, we said he's the best back in the, in the class for a reason. 90 yards and 22 carries kept the chains moving, and it's the reason why they were able to chew up that clock and give Aaron Rodgers almost no time to win this football game. But you know what? He almost did it because Rodgers still has it in the back of his bag here. Rodgers, 27 to 38, 311 yards, three touchdowns in a pick. Aaron Jones, 41 yards on 10 carries and a touchdown as well. It just wasn't in the cards. It was a back-and-forth game. The Colts end up on top with it with a really, really improved defense. You see him take on Lamar Jackson head-on, holding the 21 points. You see him hold Aaron Rodgers in check at least to get a W here. I still think the Colts are just a team that messed up your schedule. I don't see him making a deep postseason run at all still. But an impressive win nonetheless. Chris, what do you think? Absolutely. I just think at first when I was watching the game (laughs) – the first uh, first couple plays of the game, I was like, I'm not about to watch this. Like, it just looked bad. It was turnover over turnover over turnover, and I'm like, I'm not trying to watch this. I click away, then I click back, and I'm like, okay, let's let's give it another chance. And I'm like, so I didn't notice it's something. I'm like, hmm, the Colts is actually uh, baller right now. They're getting T.Y. Hilton in the game. He's getting him some passes. I didn't think he would ever get a pass ever again. <laughs> for the Colts, but he's out there. He's he's balling, and I'm like, the defensive line is getting sacks on 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 uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, okay, like the Colts is playing. You know, Phillip Rivers is tearing them up right now. But you know, they done they did they did what uh, the game plan was was meant to. Was, I mean, what they meant to do in their game plan was to get close and to run the ball because we all know that Green Bay can't stop the run, and that's why Taylor is out there. Having the best game, I mean, having the uh, having a career season, and it's just starting for exactly. I think I'm with you 100% on that, a hundred million percent on that. Next game here, which was a doozy, and I really felt bad for Derek Carr here. 35 31 is the final score. The Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes knock off Las Vegas in the final minutes, and it was Mahomes esque. Drove down the field, no problem finding a wide open Travis Kelsey to finish the game out. And I guess you could say you should come to expect it now. Mm-hmm. You should expect greatness from the Chiefs because mm-hmm. of Patrick Mahomes, because of Kermit the Frog. Mm-hmm. This dude is unfreaking believable. And I really thought the Raiders had it in the bag. As soon as they scored with like two minutes left to go, I'm like, you know what? The Raiders knocked off the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And then they stormed back. But I will say, the Chiefs do not want to see the Raiders in the playoffs. They do not want to see them in the playoffs. No, absolutely not. They do not want to see them in the playoffs. Because the Raiders have their number. John Gruden has conditioned his team to play up against the competition and to play the Chiefs as hard as humanly possible. I'm just saying, putting it out there here, they didn't win this time, but do not be shocked if the Raiders give the Chiefs a serious football game if they meet in the playoffs. And, and, I, and, it's, and it's crazy because they had, like, I, I look at, I look at uh, Kansas City uh, about the same like almost the same. They just have a little bit more firepower, but almost the same as Green Bay. Like they have a great offense, terrible defense. Yep. You know, like they they just try to they just try to do as much as they can on defense uh, to not you know blow the game out of uh, had a game blown out of proportion. Just keep them in the game long enough for you know for Mahomes to get out there and and do what he do best. Uh, and Mahomes actually did that. He, he, they were, they were getting ran on. They were getting passed on it. It was like it, it looked like the, uh, the Raiders could do whatever they want out there uh, when uh, when the Kansas City Chiefs is out there on defense. But 
uh, at the end of the day, it just looked, it just showed, it just showed me that Kansas City on offense is playing around with these teams because they literally ran down the field uh, without a hiccup. Like mm-hmm. there were no drop balls, <laughs> there were no missed time plays, there was no penalties, nothing. They just ran down there, boom. And and, and Patrick Mahomes knew this offense has a lot more to prove. I mean, a lot more to show. Uh, come come to uh, come playoff time. I think you're right 100% there. Final game of week 11 here. The Rams and the Buccaneers. Final score, 27 to 24. The Rams take the W. And I only have one thought from this game. Tom Brady has looked horrendous in primetime games, and I'm finding a lot of trouble as to why. He has Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, uh, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski, Cameron Brady. The list goes on and on and on. A solid defense, and he can't seem to win the important games in his schedule. Yeah, and it's I don't know why it is. I really don't understand what is going on in Tampa Bay, but it's just someone something's got to happen. Someone's got to figure it out. Someone has to 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 adjust this offense in favor of Brady because he no. cannot be throwing the ball downfield anymore. He Absolutely. cannot be doing it. That's my final thought. That's my only thought. But I think what I what I think it is is that he just has too many options to go to where it's like. You know, when you're when you're when you when he was when he was out there with the Patriots, mm-hmm. honestly, it was one person that he wanted to throw it to, mm-hmm. and that was Edelman. That mm-hmm. was the only person that he really wanted to throw it to. Everybody else, it was like a all right. If they, you know, if 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 the stars align, and you know, I spoke to Jesus and he told me to do this, then I'm throwing it over here. But overall, he was throwing it to one person. Now he's with Tampa Bay. He asked, he asked, he asked for receivers and he ended up getting it. And now he doesn't know what to do with it. He has all these guys, all this talent out here to where you would think like, okay, this is about to be a blowout with all these guys, with, uh, with, with all these guys at, at his, at his fingertips. And it just, and it's just not working. He's trying to please everybody. Last week, Mike Evans was complaining. Now he's not complaining because he's getting the ball majority of this game. But then you turn around, now you're looking at AB. AB probably is over there, even though he can't say nothing right now. But he's probably in his ear, mad. Uh, Chris Goodwin, he's out there. He's probably mad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Brunt, mad. You know what I'm saying? These are these are it's it's, it's a lot. And my mama always said, my mama has always said, he was like, be careful with what you ask for because. It might end up biting you in your ass at the end. And this is what it's looking like right now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think you're 100% right there. That's week 11 in the NFL through the eyes of Stafford Matthews here. We're on week 12 now. On week 12, more than halfway through the, re- the regular season here. And the playoff picture is starting to see to come on to come into more light here. And I'm so excited for the playoffs. So, so excited. Week 12 around the corner. Stafford Matthews picks right now. Here we go. Thursday night football. Thanksgiving, we got three games on the schedule here. We got the Texans and the Lions coming up first. Also, I want to introduce a little bit something here. I'm getting into betting, as I've said, I'm already an addict, but I'm starting to get into more for the show. Mm-hmm. This is my lock of the week. Plus 130 for the Texans. I'm slamming that. I am slamming that right now. <laughs> slamming it. 100 bucks, putting it on it right now. <laughs> Texans are going to smoke the Lions. I'm taking the Texans. Absolutely. I'm going, I'm going with the Texans as well. For sure. How the hell are they? Fa- how are they favored? I mean, not, not, not fa- how are they? How are they not favored? Like how? How are the Lions favored right now? 
I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And maybe, maybe it's maybe they're they're playing uh, at, at at the what are they playing at Detroit? Are they playing Detroit? I think it's in Detroit. Yeah. Does that it matter? Might, Does that it matter? Be the only reason. That might be the only reason. I don't. I don't know. think it matters. It's like magic in the air or something. I don't know. I wouldn't I, go for that. I would never put that. But yeah. Well, Vegas knows something. Vegas always knows something. So I guess we got to look over that a little. Nothing. They just making stuff up out there. They're pretty damn good at their jobs. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna front you. They're pretty good. Anyway, here, the Washington football team and the Dallas Cowboys. And honestly, this is kind of a tough game to to, to dissect here. The Cowboys pull up an important victory against Minnesota, and Washington beats Cincinnati, which is not really all that impressive. I'm gonna go with Dallas here. You go with Dallas. I'm going with Washington. I'm going to go with Washington on this one because this is a this is going to be a game that's going uh, 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 that's going to determine a lot of things in their division. To be honest with you, and honestly, I like Washington, the Washington football team just a little bit more than Dallas uh, in this uh, in, uh, in this season. To be honest with you, just off of everything that's been going on, everything is honestly has been doing it's been going more right. For the Washington football team than the uh, than Dallas, so I'm going with Washington. You know what I just thought of? You know, you know, I call myself Mr. Thursday Night Football, Joey Thursdays. We have three games on Thursday. I might be screwed here. I might actually be screwed here. I'm not. I'm not happy about that. And it's Thanksgiving. I need a break here. <laughs> it's a holiday. Uh, but anyway, here the Ravens and the Steelers. Steelers. Oh. I'm going Ravens. I already told you. <laughs> They're not going to beat them twice. Like I it's said, Chris, I love free W's. It's going to be their first loss. I like I said, Chris, I love free W's. They're my favorite. They're all, my favorite. All right. All right. Cardinals, Patriots. I'm going. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, the same predicament that I was in with my 49ers year in right now. Uh, let's, let's hear it. I'm going to have to go. I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Cardinals. Where's it? Where's Where's the hand claps? Do I got hand claps on this computer? I need some hand claps on this computer. <laughs> yeah, going against your own team when you sat there, and you got on me, Chris. You went against the 49ers, man. I was like, yeah, I know. I don't sound like that. I don't sound going like that. against the Saints. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on now, everybody knows that. We were banged up, but now, 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 look at Joe. Look at Joe. I'm going for the Cardinals. I'm going for the Cardinals, man. We don't, we don't, there's nothing else to be said. I just know that we got you recorded on live right now, going against your team and talking bad about your team. That's a double, that's a double up. You might as well just move out of, you might as well just move away from that whole East Coast because they're going to be out looking for you when they once they hear this. I got to feel I'll be in Cali anyway, Chris. I got to feel I'll be in Cali anyway. <laughs> anyway, here. Chargers, Bills, 1 o'clock football. I'm going with the Bills here, and there's a reason why. Because, like I said earlier, the Chargers cannot close out football games, and Buffalo's defense is playing sublime right now. I'm going with Buffalo. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going with Buffalo as well. Chargers defense is not stopping anybody, especially with all the uh, injuries that's going on with them. And Justin Herbert is just not um, – he just doesn't have it right now in this season just yet. Because do just just do because of he's a rookie. But, you know, I'm going with the Bills. They got, that offense is going to roll right through. Definitely. Dolphins, Jets. I'm going with the Dolphins. You're not much to talk about. Yeah, I'm going with the Dolphins. As well. Yeah, take the Jets, please. Where do they play at? Let's see. They're playing in New York. 
against the Dolphins. Hey, Fitz, play for the Jets. Jets. Go with the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm putting my hat on right now. I wish I had – where's – man, Mike needs to send me my stuff, man. I still have (laughs) stuff to put on. Like, I need to put my Jets hat on right now, my little little, uh, GM hat on right now, or the president hat, and rep right now, man. I'm telling you, the Jets almost got me my – almost got their win and my my win in the pick-ems. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, when they when, who were they playing against? I forget who they were playing against. They almost beat them. The Patriots. The Patriots. How did I forget? You think you're slick? You're not slick. You think you're <laughs> slick? You're not. You're not. Uh, here we go. Panthers Vikings. I'm going with the Panthers. I think PJ Walker, if he's still the starter, actually pulls another victory up for, for Carolina. Absolutely not. I'm going with the Vikings on this one. All right. Browns, Jaguars. I'm going with the Browns, but I wouldn't be surprised if Jaguars gave them a game. I'm, I will say yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so as well. I'm going to go with the Browns uh, just, uh, just because they're, 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 they're out there. They're trying to, you know, salvage their, their season. Mm-hmm. So I think the Browns is going to try to come out and thrash them in this game. Titans, Colts, both 7-3. and three. A great football game to be sure. I'm going to go with the Titans. I think Derek Henry just runs through that, that front seven of the, of the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, even though, even though I've been looking at the Colts' linebackers and they are playing phenomenal. Darius Leonard's a top three run, linebacker in the NFL. Top three. Yes, yes. Yep. I watched this guy put a whole lineman on his ass mm-hmm. on a stretch play. Now, granted, offensive linemen they don't do they don't they don't they don't do good going side to side. So it was a little bit uh, of a plus on his side. But at the same time, nonetheless, the dude is 300 pounds. He put him on his ass. So, um, yeah. I, no, I'm going with the Colts. I'm sticking. I'm going with the Colts. I like, I like the Colts right now. I'm going with them. I love that little pause. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to sit back and I got I to gotta think. I got to process these things. That got me a little bit. That got me. Um, <laughs> Giants, Bengals. I'm going with the Giants. I think Daniel Jones takes this W easily. Ryan Finley's not starting. It is starting, but he's not a starting caliber quarterback. I'm going with Daniel Jones and the Giants. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants as well. I think they'll. I think they'll just come out on top. I don't. Nothing special, but they'll come out on top. Raiders, Falcons. Final one o'clock game of the week. I'm going with the Raiders. It shouldn't be a contest either. Raiders, easy call. Four o five, and this is a, this is an interesting game for you, Chris. The four and six 49ers. Simberger's the Patriots, by the way. Take on the Los Angeles Rams. Who are you picking? Oh, I'm going to the 49ers. They play the same game. They play the same game. Did we not watch this before? In the season, I mean, in the, uh, in the, in the, in the first half of the season? I'm, I'm taking the, the Rams. We're going to have a chance. We're going to have a chance. We're banged up. I know that. I understand that, guys. When you say you, when you, have, to, when you have to say you have a shot, that means you're not going to win the football game. I'm going <laughs> with the Rams. That's not true, Joe. That's not true, bro. We have a legit shot the rams play the same type of game that we play and the fact that we're injured it works in our favor because we watch we see this all the time we're not going to be throwing the ball down the field that's not what we're doing we're going to run the ball on the side to side on the outsides to keep to keep aaron donald from getting it uh from getting into the backfield and we're gonna and we're gonna use our speed i i believe i personally believe that the 49ers are faster then the Rams. So, I think oh, yeah. we have a shot. I'm going with the 49ers. All right. Saints-Broncos. I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with – I think Taysom Hill gets a second W, but I would love to see Jameis Winston start the football game. 
I will say that. I, I want to see Winston start. I don't want to see that at all. If, if and this is, I want to miss. I want to. I want to uh, uh, a mid-game change on my pickums. If Jamin Winston, if Jameis Winston starts, and I'm picking the opposite team of him, <laughs> if he don't start and it's Taysom Hill, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with the Saints. I'm going with the Saints. If not, Jamin Winston starts and he plays this game. I'm. You gotta. You gotta tell Kev, hey, or I'll text him and tell him, like, hey, man, switch lines over. <laughs> all right, sounds sounds like a plan here. I don't here. like Jameis Winston in the backfield at all. All right, sounds good. Chiefs Broncos 425. Brady sees Mahomes um, for the first time this season. And I'm ecstatic to see this football game. I, I really am. I'm though. excited. This is going to be a nice game. I'm, I'm going to go with Mahomes here because I think I just really don't. I think Brady probably shrinks again in primetime football. I just don't see him coming up on top right now. I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't see, I don't see Brady shrinking. Uh, just because of the mere fact that he walked, he walked out on the Rams and didn't shake Goff's hand at the end of the game. He seems like he's pretty pissed off right now. So he's. I mean, I'd be pretty pissed off too if I was him. Ready to rip some players and just and like I said before, the Kansas City Chiefs offense is not great. They're very below average. So I think that he'll go out there and he's going to make some plays and do good. I think it's just going to be the defense that drops the ball uh, this week. Well, I can't even say drop the ball. Uh, they're just not going to be able to match up against the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Fair enough. See. Fair enough. 820 Sunday Night Football, Bears-Packers. <sighs> Nick Foles goes down probably off for the rest of the season. So that means Mitch Trubisky will be the starter, presumably. Um, I'm going with Green Bay and the Packers here. Yeah, I'm going with Green Bay as well. But let's not sit here and act like Mitchell Trubisky can't go out there and win a game, though. He is proving that he can go out there and win a couple games. Yeah, two and fourteen sounds like a great record to me. I hey, a couple is two. That's I was spot on about that. All right, two and fourteen. I like that. About that. There we go. I mean, I'm fine with that. I will. I will confidently say Mitch Trubisky can go two and fourteen. I'll I'll agree with you there. Put that in a shirt. Uh, Anyway, eight fifteen Monday Night Football Seahawks Eagles. Why, what about, why are we talking about this? Seahawks. Uh, I don't know. Uh, shoot. Seahawks is it's a more aggressive bird than the, than the <laughs> Eagles bird over there. It just looks like it. You just put the two helmets side to but side. But the Seahawks doesn't exist. The Seahawks look a little bit more aggressive than the Eagles. The Eagles look like it's like a pelican or something over there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But I'm going with the Seahawks. Yeah, it's funny. You, you say it's like more aggressive. Seahawks don't exist. Like they literally don't exist. It's just a hawk <laughs> flying over the ocean. That's what a Seahawk is. No, you've never seen a Seahawk? You've never seen a Seattle Seahawk? No. For real? It's, it's just regular hawk. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I'm, I'm going to Google this real quick. It has Seahawk on the back of his neck. It's tatted on the back of his on every Seahawk. Oh, no, I thought you meant like the bird was different. <laughs> What a bunch of clowns over here. <laughs> hey, anyway, you guys, I guess so. Week 12 of the NFL is wrapped up. Those are our picks. Hammer them. We're always right about like 60% of the time. Oh, 60% of the time it works every time. so mean than Joe, but. I'm ahead of you in the standings, dude. Don't talk shit about What are the standings now? What did Kev, what did Kev fabric, uh, uh, bring up now to where you're just a point ahead of me? I, I, what is yeah. You want to recount? Are we talking about? You want to recount? I want to recount. I Stop the votes. Stop the votes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, yeah, we tried the NFL wrapped up Stafford and Matthews. 
We want to wish you guys a happy and safe Thanksgiving if you're celebrating this year. Chris, I want to send my family and me personally. Uh, I hope you and your family have a wonderful and happy Thanksgiving. I hope you guys celebrate and have a, have a great time, have a great meal. Absolutely. And as well, we want to do the same to you and your family. And also, we definitely want to get that big family picture from you guys. We want the, we want the big family picture so we can put up, so we can put up on our mantle, bro. And I want you right there in the middle with the, the 81 jersey right there in the middle. You're <laughs> having thinking, way too much. <laughs> uh, with a turkey just sitting there like, yeah, like this is me. You know what I'm saying? I want to see that. But no, no, no. All, all seriousness uh, to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, can't wait to can't wait for you guys to hear this show. Uh, you know, come subscribe, tune in. Uh, we have great content, man. Go 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 to the Boston Big Three website, man. Check out our merch. Uh, you know, we have tons of great stuff out there: cups, shirts, sweats, everything. Joe Joe Stafford's uh, new line of shirts. Show me again, Joe. Show show me Joe Cool. Show me Joe Cool. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Stand up a little bit. Oh, yes, sexy right there. That's sexy you know right what I'm there. Saying, man, we, we're doing a, we're doing a bunch of great stuff over here, man. Dude, I meant to tell you actually. Uh, we dropped a, a line of joggers for Stafford and Matthews and like a crew neck, and it's all stitched. It's not printed. It's stitched. That's it's that real sick. stuff. I've been trying stitch. to tell yeah. everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been going. I've been going around a couple of my homies. He be like, "Hey, man, I'm still waiting on my stuff." I was like, "Man, bro, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. But it's gonna it's gonna be. You gonna love it when it comes." They keep on. Oh man, I don't. I'm like, bro. I'm telling you, and every time tell them about it, and they get their stuff, they be like, "Bro, this actually feels good. Like this stuff feels good." I'm like, "I'm trying to tell you, bro. We only work with the best. Like you exactly. look at me. I'm Chris Matthews, bro. Like I'm not gonna work with no subpar people. We're American made too. We're American made. We don't we don't ship no, out. American we're, made. We're not on Donald Trump's train, but we're we're rude for America. <laughs> amen, amen. Try, we're we're saying out of politics though. We cannot be dominating this shit. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do with the backfire. Oh, stop. <laughs> anyway, Stafford and Matthews episode 11 wrapping up here. Happy Thanksgiving. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time.